Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Thrive Abetic Podcast. My name is Kate and this week I do not have a guest. Um, I have not had a solo episode since the very first episode that I released and this one is actually kind of similar. Um, I'm talking a little bit more in depth about my experience with diabetes and mental health and a bit about trauma and overthinking and need for control and a lot of those things that I recently have done more work on and kind of had a better understanding of since doing more therapy and just reflecting on my experiences with having diabetes for the last 14 years. So I just wanted to talk a bit more in depth about it since I do have a better understanding of it. I think that it's still hard for me to explain and talk about. So I'm going to do my best and just keep in mind that this is my personal experience and how I have resonated with information from psychologists and therapists. Um, It might not be your experience these things manifest completely different for everyone. Um, I think that age of diagnosis is also a huge factor in this as well. So like I said, um, this is not any medical advice. This is not therapy or anything like that. I'm just talking about my personal experiences with this kind of trauma and how it's affected me and kind of how I'm still healing and growing from that. This episode is also pretty last minute. I was kind of planning on not doing an episode or not releasing one because I didn't have a guest and I just thought I'll take the time off. Um, I'm not putting too much pressure on myself to get episodes out every single week, although I like the idea of every other week and when I have more guests lined up, I'll of course keep putting it out there. Um, but yeah, it's Saturday night and I don't have a lot going on. I've still been packing for my move and I've just had these thoughts about like mental health and just reflecting on what I've learned this past summer going to therapy and just wanted to share it. So it is pretty last minute, but I will get it out there and I think it should be helpful for other people. Maybe others can resonate with this. I would love to know other people's thoughts on how diabetes has kind of affected their mental health and how it's manifested for you personally. As I said earlier, I have learned a lot from just going to therapy this summer and kind of diving into topics surrounding my childhood and how big events affected me and obviously a big event was being diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. I talked about therapy in the very first episode as well because I did go to a specific therapist for type 1 diabetes. Um, This was when I was like 20 or 21 so it was a couple years ago and it was pretty helpful but I think at that time when I was going to therapy it was very difficult to make any progress because I just had so much emotion to process through that experience. Like, I had never talked about diabetes or had any sort of experience where I could really just, like, let it all out and just be, like, super mad and upset with what I was dealing with when it came to diabetes. And It was just a lot of emotional processing during that time. 
Um, and it was still confusing for me. Like, I didn't understand how those things affected me. I didn't understand how to move forward and heal myself from what I was going through. So it was sort of helpful for me to talk about it in that time. Um, I shouldn't say sort of. It was very helpful for me to talk about it during that time, but I definitely think that I needed a lot more therapy moving forward. I only did that for about three months, and then I had a pretty big gap in between that. Um, So, like I said, I went to therapy this summer, and I wanted to dive more into those topics, and I've kind of had a better understanding and just realized some things from my perspective and how it's affected me. So something that I've kind of been becoming more aware of in myself within the last year or so is my need for control, um, my chronic overthinking and perfectionism. Um, I guess with those things, I kind of just thought that this is just the way I am and certain people are like this and there's not a whole lot that I can do about it. Um, But in therapy, I started talking about those things a bit more and kind of just realizing how my need for control and overthinking and perfectionism have come through in so many different areas of my life. And something that I've kind of related it to is my diagnosis with diabetes because I was diagnosed when I was 10 years old and that's a pretty young age to get diagnosed. And I think that what... I remember feeling during that time of my life is that I lost complete control. Like being diagnosed with diabetes, it's like it's a life-changing event and everything in your world changes. And I think the way that it affected my brain is just that I felt like I had lost complete control. And what I know from psychologists is that overthinking is an illusion of control and if we're overthinking a situation then it makes us feel like we have a little bit more control over it it's interesting too because in the diabetes world the word control is used so often like when we go to the doctor um, when other people talk to us about our diabetes it's always the topic of how much control do you have how in control of your blood sugars are you and it puts so much pressure on us to feel like we need to have complete control over this thing and that it's all within our control and that we should be doing absolutely everything we can to be in control of it and when I was diagnosed I like many other people was not taught that you're only in control of a certain percentage, I don't even know, let's say you're in control of 20% of what happens to you with diabetes. It could definitely be more than that, but we do know that there's, I think what I saw in a recent study was that there's like 42 other factors that can affect your blood sugar. So that's a lot of other factors that we don't have control of. All we have control of is checking our blood sugar or and taking insulin, um, counting carbs, those type of things. But I'm not in control of how much stress hormones my body is releasing or if I'm sick that day or not. I'm not in control of those things. And it's not really talked about with doctors. Um, At least I wasn't taught that. And we were kind of just sent home with 
the information that they had given us for a whole day, um, which was very overwhelming. And because they couldn't possibly teach you everything that you need to know about diabetes in a day or even a week, I don't think, because it's a lot about figuring it out as you go. Um, but I think that it would have been helpful to know that from my doctors that like, you can only do your best and you're in control of these aspects, but things could go a different direction each day. And you kind of just have to roll with the punches and take it as it comes because it was that was very overwhelming for me. And to think that I had to be in control of everything was not fun for a 10-year-old. I mean, that's so much responsibility. I, of course, had my parents' help, but it was a huge responsibility. And something that I remember about that is when I was diagnosed, um, the first like six months, I would say, to maybe even longer than that, I remember um, just doing the best that I could. And, you know, my parents and I like carb counting and trying to figure out how much insulin I would need for a meal and all of that. And I remember being so frustrated because like we would we would do everything that, you know, a textbook would say to do for diabetes management and control. Like this is how much insulin you take for this type of meal and then you're good to go. And we would check my blood sugar later on. And if I was high, I would be so frustrated by it because at that time, like I said, I only knew that you were supposed to have complete control over this. And if it wasn't working, then I was like confused about what was wrong. And I remember like just taking on all of the guilt of that and being so angry and mad at it and also like wanting something to blame. Like I remember when my blood sugars would be high and I didn't understand why because I had eaten the amount of carbs that I had taken insulin for. I would think that the meter was like misreading my blood sugar because I couldn't understand like how else it could be off. Like, and it felt scary and overwhelming to feel like I wasn't in control of this thing that I had to deal with for the rest of my life. I've read some posts recently from, um, some are from the holistic psychologist and some are from an account called the dot therapist. Um, I will tag both of those accounts in the posts that I learned these things from in my Instagram post about this. But um, I've learned a lot through those accounts. The Holistic Psychologist is really popular too and talks a lot about traumas and stuff like that. Um, But one thing that really stuck with me was about guilt. And this post said that feeling guilt is actually a defense against helplessness because it helps us feel more in control of something that we don't have control over. So it's kind of like survivor's guilt, like people who feel like they should have done more in a situation that they absolutely had no control over. It's like our brain's way of making us feel like we weren't so helpless in that situation. And I think it's just a defense mechanism. But obviously feeling guilt about these situations isn't very helpful for us. Another post that really stuck with me was about perfectionism and that perfectionists struggle with tolerating the feelings of being less than perfect. So it just again goes back to needing control 
over our lives and needing to feel like we're not helpless in situations because the feeling of not being perfect and feeling like there's a lack is just, it's too hard to sit with those feelings. I personally remember having a lot of extreme thoughts around diabetes if things weren't going my way or weren't going right, if I was having super highs and lows, um, days of like just feeling like I had no control. I would just have these extreme thoughts of like, I'm not doing any of this right. I am not going to live long. I'm going to have complications. Um, Just all these like very fearful thoughts because... I felt like I had to be perfect at this and if I wasn't being perfect at it then like everything was going to be horrible basically. Um, I think like I said many times all this goes back to the need for control. The need to feel like we're in control because with diabetes specifically we know that extreme loss of control in diabetes and not being in control of your blood sugar can cause complications and can cause you to be unsafe. Like if you are super high, you can go into DKA and you can go into a coma. And if you are going super low, then you can die. (laughs) I mean, that's the reality of diabetes is it's not safe to not be in control. And that, I think, is exactly why needing to be in control is such a huge thing. And I think that there's probably many other diabetics who feel this way because we're taught from a young age, if we're diagnosed early on, I mean, even if you're not, I'm sure it still affects you similarly, that being in your body is not a safe place to be. And loss of control of your own body is going to cause you a lot of harm. And that kind of leads me to talking more about overthinking too, because I think that for me personally, when I overthink, it's also a way for me to escape my body. And because I feel like maybe my body isn't a safe place to be and my body has betrayed me, that if I can leave the body through overthinking and through the mind, then I don't have to be here anymore and it doesn't have to feel unsafe. I've learned a lot from the holistic psychologist, as I said before, on Instagram. Um, She also has a podcast, The Self-Healer Soundboard, I believe is what it's called, Um, but she also talks a lot about trauma and I think it was her that says big T trauma and little T trauma. I'm not sure exactly who like coined that phrase, but I think that a lot of times what people think of as trauma is like these horrific events and like that people who went through horrible things are the only people who have trauma, but that is completely not true. I mean, most people have some form of trauma and when she says big T trauma, she means like those horrific events and having like huge traumas and then there's also the little t traumas where they're not as horrific but they are still very impactful and still have a huge effect on us and it's still trauma and 
I think that that's important to acknowledge because we all have things that have affected us deeply. We all have pain that's affected us deeply. And just because it wasn't something completely horrible doesn't mean that it's not valid. Doesn't mean that your experience is invalid and that the way you feel isn't valid because those little things affect us a lot and they manifest in our life and kind of come through in every area of our life. I've seen these things and how my diagnosis with diabetes and how it's affected me and how I've grown up and how I've been overthinking in every area of my life and how I've had a hard time being present in my life and this need for perfectionism and need for control in so many areas. And I think that it's difficult for anyone. I will say that it's taught me a lot and the experience of becoming aware of it has also been painful um, because you're kind of reliving those experiences and those memories and how they've affected you. And I've kind of done a lot of processing this summer and understanding how it's affected me. I think it's been helpful for me to understand how it's affected my life. I like to have a better understanding of my own feelings because for me personally, I think that I can have a good view, a good outside view of my own life and even just like my life in comparison to others and just this broad perspective. But I think that when I zoom in on myself, I can't see it as clearly in how I'm feeling and how things are affecting me in the moment. And I think a lot of people struggle with their own feelings and how they're affected. Therapy helps a lot. Talking about your feelings helps a lot. Journaling, all those things have kind of helped me to understand myself better and to begin a healing journey from all these things. Um, I personally have been working on becoming more present. I think that what my brain wants to say is healing is that you have to do these drastic things to heal yourself and like you need to be meditating for an hour a day and you need to be journaling and actively doing all these things to heal. But as the holistic psychologist talks a lot about is that like healing is just more about returning to your body and feeling safe in your own body and reminding your nervous system that it's okay, that everything's okay, and that we're an adult now and we can differentiate these experiences from painful childhood experiences. So a lot what she talks about is just learning to be more present and breathing through situations and I think that even becoming aware of how we feel in each moment is also a huge step towards healing. Just noticing how you feel when your blood sugar is at 300. Not necessarily like I know that obviously our bodies sometimes feel like crap when our blood sugar is at 300 or it's at 65 or whatever but like notice your Notice your thoughts around how how you're thinking when your blood sugar is 300 or 50 and 
what's running through your mind? Are you experiencing anxiety? All of those things, are you overthinking in that moment to try to gain control? Are you feeling guilt and shame? Like, just trying to understand how we feel is so helpful, even though it feels like it's not. Because once we become more aware of how we're feeling, that's when we can learn to breathe through those moments and just try to soften the thoughts around those moments. Like I said earlier, before I was having tons of cyclical thoughts about complications and how horrible I was doing and how bad of a diabetic I was and all those things and it's still a practice for me like I definitely still have days where it's harder than others and where I still have those thoughts of like I'm doing a horrible job and this really sucks and I hate this and I think that's okay like of course we're gonna have those days but just noticing myself like how far I've come in the fact that these thoughts like aren't controlling me anymore like they come up but I have a way to deal with them now and I've learned how to breathe through those moments and how to just move towards better feeling thoughts this is something that I've learned from Abraham Hicks who's like a spiritual teacher um, that I listen to a lot and what he always says is that if your emotions are kind of a spectrum and let's just say like you know there's negative emotions on one side and positive emotions on the other side we know that we can't move from super negative to super positive like it just doesn't happen that's like toxic positivity when someone's feeling so horrible and so depressed and you just say oh you just need to be happy you just need to look on the bright side like we know that that does not work for ourselves and something that's helped me a lot is just that teaching of reach for a better feeling thought. It doesn't have to be the best thought. It can just be one step above what you're feeling in that moment. An example of that could be if the automatic thought you're having is, I should be better at this, you could just move towards, I did all that I could. Because that statement isn't like overly positive It's just a better thought and a more general thought than the opposite of that. Something else that I've done a lot of is just trying to forgive my body for what it's done to me, basically, because an autoimmune disease is so daunting because it just feels like complete betrayal of the body. It just feels like, what the heck, like you failed me body (laughs) like why did you have to do this and it's really easy to be angry at ourselves and just mad at the way that the world is and the way that our body functions and what I've done is I've wrote really mean angry letters to diabetes just like being so mad at diabetes and just saying like a big f you because of all the pain that it's caused me and all the stress that it's caused me and all of that um just to get it out because I think it feels good sometimes to just like be really mad and just like release that anger and get it out 
I've done that before and then I've also on the opposite end of that like when I am feeling a bit better about diabetes I have wrote letters of forgiveness to diabetes as if diabetes has said sorry to me and I just said like I forgive you for what you've done to me and I've also tried to look at more positive aspects of it and just like remembering that I have met a whole community of people because of diabetes and I've learned so much about the way that my body works. I've learned so much about my brain. I've learned a lot about trauma. Obviously, that's why I'm talking about it now and just thought processes and kind of how to be more in control of my own emotions and my own thoughts around something that can seem so horrible. And that can take a bit of time to get there. And like I said, it's a journey. It's not a destination. Um, It takes a bit of time to forgive your body and It's just an everyday practice of learning to have some better thoughts around diabetes and just learning to sit in the uncomfortableness, I don't even know if that's a word, um, of feeling imperfect and just saying it's okay to be imperfect, it's okay to not have complete control and I'm going to learn how to feel safer in my body every single day and return back to my body every single day. So like I said in the beginning of this episode, this is not medical advice. This is not a therapy session. Um, This is just like my specific experience with trauma and diabetes and how I've kind of made sense of my own pain with this and how I've felt better about it and dealt with it. If it resonates with you, that's great. Um, And if you have a completely different experience with it, that's also completely fine. These things can manifest in so many different ways, I'm sure. And your experience with it is completely valid. Um, If you're looking for therapy, I highly recommend it. I think even if you don't have a therapist that is specifically related to diabetes, um, it's still very helpful just to talk about it and just to work through it. Um, That's what I've been doing this past summer, just a regular therapist, and it's been great for me. So I always recommend therapy and just learning to be kind to yourself and give yourself grace because diabetes is really difficult and we do not give ourselves credit enough for everything that we deal with and go through on a daily basis. So just know that you are not alone in this and I really would love to connect with more people on my Instagram. So if this did resonate with you in any way or you have any thoughts on it yourself, like I would love for you to DM me. Um, or just comment on my post, anything. I would love to connect with you. And you can find me on Instagram. I'm at Thriveabetic. And if you did enjoy this episode, I would be so appreciative if you would leave me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and or follow me on Spotify. Thanks so much, and I'll be back next week. <laughs>